Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We want to teach you stuff and make you laugh and also turn you on. I'm Sleeping Girl. I'm Cece. And we're the two hip chicks. So let's take a shot and get this show on the road. Hi. Uh, well, I guess we're taking a shot now. Oh, we're now. taking a shot now. Yep. Taking a shot of Fireball. Fireball. Fireball's the best. Was it Fireball last time? It was probably Fireball last time. Maybe it's a that's different what we bottle of Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not like we go through a fucking handle of Fireball. We get these little, like, yeah. 500 milliliter bottles. Oh, yeah. Oh, I made it sound like we just <laughs> That was a month guzzle. ago, though. We I know. I didn't think it did. We only like we take... It. We only do Fireball for shooting, though. Like... It's real. That's... <laughs> we don't take a lot of shots, either. I know. I do some sipping. All right. Well... Sipping. Cheers to a good podcast night. Cheers. Mmm... I love Fireball. I love it so much. Whew. That was my first alcohol of the evening. It's like 9.30. We're recording this podcast so fucking late. And it was it's my not first that alcohol. Last time we recorded oh the podcast at like 10 o'clock. Uh, or 10.30 even. It was ridiculous. Uh, we're even talking about talking about anime and a separate recording. Oh my god, what are we doing? Alright, let's fucking do this. We'll see. Hi, I'm Sleeping Girl. And I see, see. And this is our Two Hip Chicks podcast. Two Hip Chicks, where we talk about things, get drunk, talk about hypnosis and stuff. Yay, Kink. let's go. Uh, this podcast is not safe for work, and please don't listen to it while you're driving. We will do transferring this podcast. Yes. Um, so don't get caught in the crossfire. And yeah, so I don't know. We're, we're drunk at this point because we just spent half an hour talking about anime on a separate recorded thing that... May or may not ever see well, the light of day. Don't tell people it. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, this topic, I think, is emotional sadism. I think that's what we're doing here. Uh, I feel like you should be sure at this point. I mean, whatever. You start they recording. don't know. They would know, actually. Oh, that's true. Because they have to look at it. Oh, so it's it. going to be whatever the title is. Yeah. But I think it's but emotional it's sadism. But it's going to be emotional sadism. We talked about, we did, I think we did physical S&M or impact or something a few podcasts ago. And mm. um, we were like, oh, we really want to get into the emotional aspects of it and stuff. And then like, we were, I was asking on Twitter um, for topics and, and people were mentioning some like emotionally sadistic things. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, maybe it's time. I really wanted to like prepare for it because I feel like this is a big thing, but we never prepare. So, oh, well. Um, what is there to prepare for? I don't know. Prepare to be sadistic. I mean, there's that, but I, that doesn't actually require a lot of preparation for me. <laughs> doesn't so, require a whole lot for okay. me to be a masochist. I feel either. like I feel like we kind of have to start off by being like, what is emotional sadism? Okay. So, I don't know. I feel so like when you talk about sadism, I guess there's this yeah. implication of like enjoyment of pain. Okay. Like S&M in general, there's some kind of enjoyment of pain, whether it's like physically you, you get aroused by causing someone pain or being caused pain yourself or like from my perspective, like I, my relationship with S&M is less about like inherent physical arousal from okay. pain and more of like enjoyment or like it is hot as opposed to like yeah. it is sex. Okay. Um, but 
actually emotional sadism goes more into the it is sex part for me than physical sadism i'm a very psychological player so like i don't know yeah that's kind of where i come from with emo so i guess like emotionally being sadistic to someone is doing like being mean to people and like <laughs> doing things that hurt them emotionally or making them upset in some like way like i don't right. necessarily get off on like making someone like cry well <laughs> yeah that was complicated. in the right in the right circumstance um I, I it's hard to explain like i feel like physical sadism kind of gets a a, a sort of pass because you can be like yeah i like smacking people and people are like yeah that's totally wholesome um you think yeah i think so especially at this point in like the even kink. in this community <laughs> yeah yeah i think so like i think bdsm and like physical kink is like very accepted but like when you tell someone like oh i like make, make, making people upset you're like oh that's not okay <laughs> well i think to some degree right because i think there's a reason for that which mm -hmm. is a physical sadist wants to hurt them and get off on it physically right mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily Want, want to, to hurt, hurt their feelings right. or their emotions, right? right? Um, so I can see that. Uh, yeah. And I think it's... And there's also that concept of deeper scars. Sure. Right? Sure. Right. But anyway, that's neither here nor there so, for us because we find it hot. Right. And it's... <laughs> I, I guess, like, I, I kind of want to, like... There is... I do have a line, I guess, is kind of what I want to say. Oh, sure. Like, I have a line about, like, what is, like, okay... Or, like, what is arousing to me, I guess, uh, in terms of, like, emotional mm. pain. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I'm not going to necessarily... Like, if you're upset about something, I'm not going to be like, oh, yay. <laughs> like, right. Or unless it was hot. <laughs> yeah. I suppose... I mean, I think it's totally fair to say it depends on the situation. It depends yeah. on the person obviously so but so like where's your where's my line where's not your line necessarily but like how how do i feel how about do you emotional feel sadism? about this was this something that you were into before me i guess like i don't know if we even really talked about that have we really never talked about that probably at I some point i just don't remember <laughs> i think we have because of situations mm. and i've had very negative very negative things to say about it yeah um originally uh-huh <laughs> uh-huh i mean you okay um so how do i feel about it now i have a very complicated relationship I bet. because i have complicated relationships with anything that i felt very strongly about at a, a time in my life before Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, this is super hot. Yeah. And then suddenly now that's complicated because, well, you were really right. negative towards it before. So how did it turn a page like that so, so far over, um, which we all know the answer to. Okay. You know, brainwashed. Egg. I get it. Yeah. But what do I find super hot about it? Right. Because. Right. If it wasn't an original thing, then what do I find super hot about it? Do I mm -hmm. just find it hot because you find it hot? I mean, that's relevant. Yeah, that could be real. That might be real, but that's never... That's... <laughs> when when I'm brainwashed, <laughs> when you... 
when you when sleeping girl uh puts the seeds in Mm -hmm. for brainwashing uh cc has a tendency to cultivate and water and sun you know nurture this seed and like make it her own um because i wanted to have lasting powers that's the whole point that's why i do it i know why i do it right um, so I have to come up with my own personal things. So what do I find out about it? <laughs> that was so roundabout, mm-hmm. but I think it, I think it's all very relevant. That's why I felt the need to do that. Oh my God, the control involved in yep. that. Yep. Um, it's it's hard to explain to some degree. It's like controlling the emotions, controlling the thoughts controlling the feelings like like uh i'm a pretty big believer honestly if you can control the thoughts you can manipulate feelings and so forth like mm-hmm. that actually mm-hmm. just tracks like when it comes to behaviorism and so forth uh you can change the behavior by changing the mindset and vice versa right um so it's just another level of control yeah that uh, it's not there's levels to it right like Mm -hmm. there's layers to it so it's almost in some ways makes it more intense right um but and i i also have to say though all the sadists i've ever encountered um physical ones Mm -hmm. loved tears yeah that's relevant right like that like when i thought back on that mm-hmm. well that's not a f- you know that's an emotional right thing right and so i guess i've always been kind of attracted to say this <laughs> well and i think we were talking like to play with my emotions i think we were talking even in, in our um like impact episode or our, our physical snm episode yeah about how like you know, there's there's always going to be some connection of some sort between the physical and the emotional. Like, that just makes sense. Like, yeah. especially when you're talking about something sadistic. Like, if you're hurting someone physically, there is going to be some sort of emotional component about how they Absolutely. how they feel about you hurting them. Are you being mean to them? Like, right. what's, the, what's the context? The context is really important, and the context kind of, like, informs the emotional response. Absolutely. Is what I would say. Um, I, re- I distinctly remember us doing that podcast and being like, oh, I wish we could get into this. Yeah, 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 I do, do too, because they're so intermingled. Yeah. And you can't really, okay, maybe some people can. Yeah. Right? I never like to speak for the whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but in all, in all the encounters where I've had sadistic partners, so not just play, play, enter thing, you know, moments, but like partners of any sort, um, always intermingled. Yeah. Always. Well, and maybe that kind of like talks to some sort of level of intimacy involved with doing emotional state. Like, cause like mm, maybe there, I mean, I don't love going into the whole like, Oh, you really need trust to do BDSM and blah, 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 blah. But, or you need trust to do certain psychological aspects of play, blah, blah, blah. blah. But I think like it is kind of relevant to be like, Oh, when you're like, being mean to somebody there there's oh, like yeah. some level of knowledge that is required about what mean even is and yeah. like how to manifest that or whatever yeah 
You know, it's interesting because I, I specifically said uh, BDSM or S&M partners as opposed to just play sessions or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I separated them out is for a very, honestly, I didn't think about it till what you just said. Yeah. But the reason I separated out, because I don't even have a connection to that person. So when they're beating me, I'm not, I'll feel it. I'll enjoy it. Yeah. It'll be hot. But I won't have this emotional moment well, with that person. Yeah. I they mean, don't I, have that ability. I think that also, so I guess like extrapolating mm. on the idea of like, quote unquote, kink interactions get better with like trust and connection Hmm. like i think specifically with emotional sadism there's um you've you've built up more so there's more to knock down like there's there's more there's more meat and there's more places (laughs) where you can like be risky about it i think emotional sadism so like for me i've been thinking about this a lot recently i'm a person who on some level fetishizes the idea of risk um and like not all risk and like not there's definitely like kinds of risks that i'm not into like like physical risk taking is not a thing for me i have a lot of anxiety stuff (laughs) nope (laughs) so like that's not a big deal like i i don't even like really do suspensions in any capable like in any capacity at this point anymore because i'm like i don't feel like doing something that risky um However, psychological risk and emotional risk, sign me the fuck up, dude. It's so interesting like, I am that you don't so, have anxieties over that. I am so into yeah. that shit. Um, so, like, the idea that, like, if I'm in a committed relationship with you, yeah, then we have this entire relationship, <laughs> then I'm not risking the relationship. I don't feel like the relationship mm. is at risk, but I am risking, like, so certain aspects maybe like like there's i'm playing with fire you know when you're playing with someone's feelings you are absolutely fucking around with something that is like not meant really to be fucked around with (laughs) and gets risky because you can hurt people but that's very exciting to me yeah like that the concept of you can hurt people it's maybe maybe it's not i I, I think it's maybe that was too general i guess so so all of these things come with risk yeah. And the riskier it is, I feel like this is not a like um accurately broad statement. However, the things that are r- more risky in terms yes. of these activities tend to feel more powerful to me or more control oriented. Mm. The things that I that I might do that that carry the most risk of being naughty and bad are also like the times when I get the most power rush or something and vice versa yeah. to me when I'm like a, a bottom for this kind of yeah. stuff. So, so yeah, I mean, like I, like I don't, I genuinely don't want to hurt you in terms of like, that's never making you upset. No, no, but I'm saying oh, yeah. like the things that I would want to do with you that are emotionally sadistic have like carry that risk. So I just feel very confident that it won't happen because we've been in a relationship for a long time. Well, and honestly, like, I don't know what you could possibly do that would, like, yeah, damage me without, like, any way to fix it or something like right. that. Like, like, if you went too far, let's yeah. say, or something like that, like, we could fix it. 
too. Like, you know, we could just have another conversation or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And, and then fix, or even just fix part of it. It's not like even, there's no doubt in my mind that you would ever do something that was like, over the top like you know like just the whole thing needed to be fixed or something i'm sure it would just be like tweaked or something yeah but i just i can't comprehend right anything but that's also important in like my partners like you know you don't choose people to do this type of thing with that you are not right like like trusting is one thing but like confident like confident you know like like you know yeah you know they are not there to like harm and i right like we always use the difference between hurt and harm or whatever and i don't know that words are right things so i was talking about i i think i was talking about uh my relationship with you like so i it was on discord or something with with some someone or some group or something and I was talking about our <laughs> consent model. I was talking about how oh. we have a like a twenty four seven total power exchange relationship. Full stop. Like that's it, <laughs> right? Like we're teaching a class. No, um, but that's what, but I was kind of like I was explaining that as like, <clears throat> you know, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But that doesn't mean like that. Basically, just means that CC trusts that what I want is not going to destroy things like utterly like bork things honestly are so so basically yeah, her okay. limits are my limits and i don't i, I don't want just about to say that, yeah so. like i mean that's the that's what total power change means for us like she kind of like gives up her concept of having limits and she just is confident and knows that i'm not going to like and are really, really, really super wreck things. No, like, if anything, I would want her to wreck things more. Right. So her line is right. Exactly. Way it actually. It's funny that we say. It's funny mine. that it's total power exchange because if it wasn't total, if it was up to you, you <laughs> you'd be much worse off. <laughs> no, I'd be great. I would be great. We would just have a difference of opinion of whether or not I would be great. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. I know you better than you know yourself. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, I feel like at this point we should give some examples of what constitutes emotional sadism. Ooh, um, sure. When I was asking on Twitter, uh, a couple people were giving... So someone else was giving a... Um, a topic idea of gaslighting and I, I do want to get into that but but the the person well, who was suggesting that, yeah though. we probably should um the person who was suggesting um the emotional sadism was saying like specifically not fear play but I feel like we have to address and be like okay so fear play and fear is a, a aspect like an aspect or, or can be an ingredient in emotional sadism like fear and I agree, whenever I go to classes on emotional sadism, people are like, fear! And I'm like, yeah, I know. Fear is, like, that is what everyone talks about. Like, We're not going to talk about that. But it is, but it is there. It's there. But I think it's more, I think it's relevant that one of the reasons we're probably, as far as I'm concerned, that we would never talk about it yeah. unless it was actually the podcast, because we have done one on fear. I think we did one on fear, yeah. We're not into that. Not so much. No. I mean, I'm into being scared. Right. But I think that's different. Whoops. 
Oh, well. I got complicated. Oh, well. Well, we can't talk about it because yeah, you said we weren't going to talk about Yeah, because I already said we it. weren't going to. Well, but, I mean, Other so... Other emotional statism? I, to, <laughs> to, to, briefly, to briefly talk on fear, very briefly, I think it goes <laughs> back to the idea that I was talking about with risk, um, because I think some some fear of something going wrong for me is mm, kind of exciting. Okay. Like, the idea that, that something is going to get fucked up and bad, um, like, concern or scaredness about that. I think is a little exciting for me. Really? Yeah. Yep. You seem so cautious, though. Is that just because my line is like yeah, you're, you're so much further you're over? You're fucked up. I mean, I've been around a while. So have I. <laughs> you can't pull that shit on me anymore. I've been in the community for almost ten years. I know it's not fair. <laughs> well, you've been in the homeostasis community longer yeah, than I that's have. True. It's not fair. I'm like a baby in the emote. No, I'm not. Well, okay. So, so moving <laughs> away. So moving away from fear. Because <clears throat> we're not talking about. Because we're not talking about that. So, what else have we got? Let's think negative emotions. Negative there's all sorts emotions. Of negative emotions that we can play with. So in there's hypnosis. So do we ever play with like anger? Or mad, even. Because anger is really large for me. So that's not even a thing. I would say. That the majority, like, so the majority of emotionally sadistic stuff that we do is more opportunistic. Um, okay. <clears throat> and I guess, like, I'm thinking about gaslighting now, because, of course... We do that I a lot. We talked about gaslighting. We do talk... We do do a lot of gaslighting. <laughs> um, Both of us. Both of us do a lot of gaslighting. So I guess, for me, it's... We can, we can, and and probably should talk about like how do we play with emotions and how do we mm. make people feel negative emotions. But I guess for me, like as we're having this conversation, it feels like that is not the core of emotional sadism for me. Ah, okay, I sure. I think what's what's more important to me about emotional sadism is for me to feel like I'm doing something that is hurting the other person or that is harmful to the other person on a psychological level okay so that being said the stuff that we do that constitutes more emotional sadism is more in line with ideas of uh behaviors that are not supposed to be done in relationships in healthy relationships (laughs) i'm dancing around the idea of saying that i like structuring my relationship to be abusive <laughs> i know i know you're dancing you're dancing i'm dancing <clears throat> and i dance 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 and i dance, dance, dance. <laughs> i know i was just thinking that um so i guess <clears throat> doing and, and this connects back to the evil podcast and this connects back to what however other many podcasts i've talked about like oh i like being a bad person and yeah doing bad things to my partner but that is more so the, it, it, it's more for me about manipulating someone and, and twisting them yes. and making them feel kind of like not good about it sometimes. Yeah. But you have to like with emotional sadism that you're doing within a relationship, they have to feel good about it sometimes or they won't be in a relationship with you. So you have to balance. When do you make me not feel good about it? Well, I can't think of even once where you said like something or whatever where I didn't feel good about it. It's it's like the smallest moments. We don't do a ton of emotional sadism. Okay. I would say like but you get off on it. Yeah. We should totally do more. Yes. Okay. I agree. 
I'm glad we all agree. But you're also very emotional. I don't have to be. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think... I think that's not necessarily something we should talk about on the podcast. Would it be emotionally sadistic for me to make you uh, go over why I should be mean to you on the podcast? I mean, why you should be mean to me? Yeah, like if you had to defend yourself right now and say, no, no, I'm not emotional. No, no, I'm not like, you know. I mean, I'm not that emotional. It depends on the time of the month. See, it would be very emotionally sadistic of me right now to point out moments where you were emotionally overly emotional as proof that i shouldn't be emotionally abusive to you but i but i think you still should i mean like (laughs) i don't see this okay so so there we go that's an example of emotional sadism i was like we and i'm getting turned on all right great cool yay we have to do more of this i mean i I was getting off on it too i know like it's not like it's one-sided and quite frankly it's it's more disturbing to me that it's not one-sided but that's okay (laughs) in and of itself but that's so anyways i think that's a good example of my my brand of emotional sadism which is there's there's humiliation involved i think humiliation is i love is a gorgeous thing and also like discomfort right yes so just generic discomfort having someone having someone feel like they're in a in a position where they can't win um right. like predicamenty kinds of things that's hot um and i mean like i would have pushed like like yeah you know i would have cried probably i think i was i was probably getting around saying i wasn't going to be emotional getting there yeah which i'm not a cry oh god you won't even believe that because you've known me you're for really, this many years yeah you're really emotional but i'm <laughs> not that much of a crier. I, I don't know. I, I have a secret to tell, which is that I'm not actually that much into crying. Oh, that's, well, that's not great if I'm a crier. Well, I but... mean, it's, well, I'm not saying it turns me off. I'm just not like. Oh, oh okay. I'm it not, doesn't turn you on. I'm not like the sad is who's, right. who says who, like, like tears are an aphrodisiac like lick to some and stuff. I'm like, geez, what's wrong with it's you? It's hot. <laughs> yeah, also that. <laughs> um... <laughs> I do. I do know a lot of sadists like steers. Dude, I I love sadists. Sadists are the best. I I get along with them quite well. Me too. Um, But anyways. No, but like, so, so I feel like, so, so going back to this idea, (laughs) I'm piecing, this is, this is what all the fucking You got really turned on. Yeah, dude. I really like it. Oh, we have to do it more. Okay. Um, It's, it's like. So there's the idea of, like, can you hypnotically make someone feel bad emotions and stuff? And it's like, yes, yes, you can do that. But that's not really the core for me. For us, I I would say. I like putting people into situations where, like, you, you're in a, you're in a bad spot. You're in a bad spot conversationally and you don't know what to say. And like the only options that you feel like you can say are like things that will upset you, like like choices that you have to make that are that are bad for you. And I don't know how to explain how to do that, except by demonstration, which we just did. <laughs> like, But 
Oh my god, though you don't. It's very like I said. It's though. very opportunistic. It's very opportunistic. I wish you could see this. I wish you could have seen it because it's relevant. What Sleeping Girl's face looked like. Yeah. She wasn't happy. Yeah. She looks mad. <laughs> but that's also kind of my dom face. I look mad when I'm doming. I know. It's not great. Ugh. I wish I had a sexier dom face, but I can't do anything about that. I've gotten. Oh. Actually, I'll just change it in my head. It's okay. Fine. Yeah. Cool. I'm surprised it took me this long to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's a really long yeah. time. It's not like me either. Well, but I, I mean, always like playing with things in my head. So, so we can <laughs> let's let's take apart what we just yes. did. And there was a so I was I changed my nonverbal signals, right? Like I yeah. I put on my dom face, which also looks mad. But I was also yes. like. Which always wants to make me cry. It wasn't necessarily the, it wasn't necessarily like (laughs) my teasing Dom face. It was my serious Dom face. No, you weren't flirting. No, I wasn't flirting. I was being a bad person. Yeah, it was hot. (laughs) Flirting is hot too. I mean. (laughs) I like flirting. I'm really, like, I really can't, like, I'm drunk and I'm like, I want to make you, like, say really really bad things to the thing you shouldn't be smiling i mean this won't be fun for you i know but it, you know like it's yeah. like this backwards kind of well it's fun complicated thing. right it's so complicated it's so so complicated i got so excited that you said that like there's what, like what do you want from me no but there, like this is the thing is like there are there are lines that you don't want me to cross and i know you don't want me to cross them and i'm not going to cross them um but you want to. There's yeah. a part of you that wants to? Absolutely. They're very bad. What do you think my line is? Oh, I'm so fascinated. Jealousy. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know you know what's interesting? Now, this is going to be, this, this is all out there, I guess. So, I think it's known. I think it's known on the podcast that we both have jealousy issues. Yes, here for and sure. There. For sure. Um, but... I always try to stay away from jealousy topics, I think, because yeah, it's rough. They're you. triggery. They're triggery. But less of the audience. It always has more to do with no, you. For, so if well, you're yeah, the for one us. who initiates it. For us. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, well, so speaking of... That's interesting. Speaking though. of the crisis that I just had of being aroused by that, um, the... I think cuckolding kinds of fantasies fall into this emotional sadism category. The one, so I went to a class on emotional sadism um, a while back, and one of the attendees was giving. Um, they they uh, identified very much as emotional sadists, like that was their primary thing, and they were super 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 into the make you know, go off and have sex with someone while their partner had to like hear about it and listen about it and oh, stuff. Oh yeah yeah yeah, like yeah, that gotcha. kind of thing. Um, and, and playing with jealousy as an aspect of emotional sadism. And I've always felt like that was kind of a line for me because jealousy is so volatile for me and also for you, but like. Probably more so for you. You think? I mean, that's probably true. It's hard to say at this point. I feel like I can get away with it with you. It's hard to say at this point. But again, it's that thing where it's like, it's so goddamn risky, dude. Like, it is so risky for for being very bad. I mean... But at the same time, like, that makes uh, it exciting. I've been playing with it. So I don't know. Yeah. I told you that. Yeah. Not on the podcast, but (laughs) I'm drunk. Which we are currently recording. No, but... 
I mean, I told you I was playing with it. Yeah. I'll just straight up say what what I've been doing. <laughs> this is just all open out there. Whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. No. Well, I've been masturbating, like thinking about you know, like the like. I don't know. Basically, just kind of brainwashing myself to not be jealous about right. everything or whatever, and being turned on and and. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, you yeah. always have to like flip it all the way over to the other side, right. right? To make these things work, sure. Because I know how that well, kind of stuff works. So, like, and then you have to, like, you have to understand inside Sleeping Girl's head, yeah. like the the there's. <laughs> I'm tired of qualifying things. I'm just gonna say, like, okay, well, then my idea is to to stop that process and to make you not enjoy it again, so that. It could be a, a trigger for things. But I'm not going to because that would be not productive in this situation. But now it's really complicated for you because now there's like a lot of different factors. And then we're back into this place where you can't win. The end. I win. <laughs> That's emotional sadism. No, but you did the whole process by yourself. So that's yeah, but not you were going emotional. through a thing. No one could see your face a little except for bit. Me, but well, like, like it was like up and down, like so fast. It was yeah. like a roller coaster. <laughs> it was done. At yeah. The end. I mean, it was, a, it was a condensed emotional sadism scene. A very condensed emotional sadism scene. Also, threatening people is great. That's good. That's good emotional sadism. Threatening with what? Like To doing, take it away, but oh, then to not doing, to do it? To doing bad things to them. Like, oh. okay, okay, okay. So let's, let's, let's dissect the thing that I just did. Okay. All right? So there was a moment where she said she was doing something that was very productive and helpful for her. And I was like, oh. And for you. Yeah, and Right, me, for actually. our relationship. Yeah, it was it's good for me, too. But I was thinking about it in terms <laughs> of you. <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, so that's something that I can make less helpful and productive for her. And right. it would hurt her more. Oh, that's great. Okay, so I lost where I was going with this. Shit. Go ahead. Well, so, so essentially. Make it less productive. So, I threatened, yes. so I, I threatened that I was going to make it shitty for you again. Right. And then you had to go through the emotions of being like, no, but this is going to be bad. And you were even worried about me, which is emotionally sadistic. Of course I was worried about you. The whole thing is for you. Right, exactly. So, so it's, it was bad for you and it was also bad for me, which made you worry about me. Yeah. Then I was like really concerned. And then I was like, (laughs) and I was kind of being, so I, so I made this threat and, and just by nature of making the threat, yeah. Cece had to go through this process right. of of having negative emotions and being uncomfortable. Yes. And so and then it didn't matter what I did after that because if I take the threat away, yes. the threat is still there. And and um and by by like removing the threat and kind of being wishy washy about it, yeah. she gets into this place where she's like, Now I don't know. Now I'm in limbo. And limbo I think is emotionally sadistic. So still in limbo. Right. So we're still doing an emotional sadism scene. I mean, we... I feel like emotional sadism <laughs> is just... It doesn't end. Like, like it doesn't... We can get into the whole scenes don't end thing. Yeah. Well, I think Barkus. that one's... I think that's one that's, like, really relevant. Yes. That, because, is, that is true. Um, no, but it's all for you. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's... It's just, just you. So that makes it a lot worse when you feel like you're do- trying to do something for me and it's like a service and then I'm taking the service away because right. you're concerned about my feelings. Right. Right. 
So then you have to worry more. Do you think you would work harder? Do you think you would try? Work harder. Like work harder at trying to fix it, even though I was telling you that it wasn't going to work? Well, I mean, I guess it would depend on if you were saying if it wasn't going to work or if I couldn't. What if you didn't know? What if you weren't sure? Wasn't sure if it was going to work? Yeah, if you weren't sure if it was going to work, but you felt that maybe there was a chance if you tried. I mean, it really depends, right? So it really depends on what you think I'm implying. But if you truly don't know, if you truly have no idea what it's supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. Right. And you're left without a a clear choice. Yeah. And you feel like there's something that could help me or it won't work at all and it wouldn't help me. Then what? I would still do it. There you go. And then maybe you would fail. And it would suck. Right. Well, if I fail and it sucks, I'm no better off. But if I fail it, no. (laughs) (laughs) If I fail it, Susie. And it's just it's just a win. So I think confusion is also a valuable aspect of emotional sadism. I mean, honestly, so okay. So again, right? Like quite a, kind of what we I'm all I'm all flustered, great. So <laughs> if it gets you off, do you I mean, you know that's I'm here for that. Okay, so what if I said it was going to annoy me? If you tried, but there was still a chance that if you did it, it would make me feel good. Now, that would definitely complicate things, right? right? I mean, I wouldn't want to annoy you. Right. So that would be the end of that. Okay. So. <laughs> I'd probably find a different way to do it. Because <laughs> I know me. So it's like, this is the thing. It's like, I'm not. Is this hypnosis? No. Is it? Maybe. I, I don't know. You're doing definitely trancy face. Yes. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm doing hypnosis, but I also feel like, fuck hypnosis. I'm tired of hypnosis. Um, said no one ever. Um, but, but this is the thing, like, for me, this is where this gets, like, the, CC's like, I need a drink. (laughs) This is so flustered. I don't even know. The enjoyment of emotional sadism for me and manipulation is, is in the manipulation. It's not in... And, and this, this counts as something that is hypnotic to me. I don't care if there's a trance state. I don't care what I'm doing. I learned all of my ability to do any of this emotional manipulation and, like, word crap through hypnosis. So for me, this feels like a hypnosis skill. That's fair. Would other people define it as such? Pro- I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> this is what hypnosis is for me. Like, is... it. And, and and so like she's giving me this information. I'm at it's a it's a it's a verbal back and forth at this point where in the in the last scene that we just did because we're just doing scenes throughout this podcast because this <laughs> is the only way that I can think of fucking explaining this is by demonstrating. Um, she's one of those. You know, I, I'm offering <laughs> I'm offering a situation to her because we've we've already like established that this idea of. Um, Emotional sadism works with threats, and threats are essentially offering someone a possible situation and having them have to deal with it. Right. So I'm threatening you, and I'm giving you the situation, and I'm asking right. you for information about it. And you're giving me information about, like, 
well, if you did this, then I guess I would feel this. And I'm like, okay, so I've got that piece. Now I can toss that out the window. <laughs> so now what? And you, and you can go like forever like that. Like yeah. if you just bring someone through like a bunch of different scenarios where they have to deal with like, okay, if that, if I don't have this capability then, or if this thing changed, how would I respond to it and stuff? So I don't know. It's great. <laughs> I'm just super excited how hot and bothered you're getting by it. I, re- I really... This is fascinating to me. It's like... I'm a little flustered. So I I'm obviously am flustered. bothered. Or, you know, um, I obviously find it hot. Right. Right. It's weird, though, because if you ask me if I'm finding it hot in the moment... I am not finding it hot in the moment, as far as I know. Right. But then as soon as you came on, like, suggesting, I'm like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Can we do more? Yeah. And then... Well, and that's where, like, having a... Not to not to be like, oh, you should just have a brainwashing relationship. But, like, in our case, having a brainwashing relationship you makes You think this... that's mainly it? No, no, not mainly. I think it yeah, super yeah, yeah. adds to it, though. Like, having someone who is, like hanging on your words and like yeah like really wants to please you if you have someone who really wants to please you emotional sadism is like piece of cake because well, they, they they are like so fucking anchored to you right where you like you can <laughs> completely fuck someone up who wants to make you happy like that is the easiest person to manipulate <laughs> sounds like i'm a oh prime candidate oh boy oh boy sounds like i'm getting majorly messed up yeah. Mixed up. Well. So I mean, we'll still we'll definitely. I'm finding this hot. That's good. That's really good. I hope everybody else is finding this as hot as I as I, we are. I can't. <laughs> I I can't physically imagine not finding this hot. So really. Yeah. Um. So, I hope this kind of illustrate. We will do a trans portion very shortly. Um, because I think it's, it's, well, as opposed to doing something that's very opportunistic, I'll, I'll do something that is like, here, we're going to do a scene with hypnosis and trance that is emotionally sadistic. So, oh God, um, I'm a little scared, uh, but, but I guess like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just like being mean. <laughs> I really, really like it. It's so awful. And I, I. Um, I want to say I feel <laughs> I'm a nice person. <laughs> I want well, no, I want to say I feel bad about it. Like I want to say that, like yeah. uh, of all, I I don't get a lot of a lot of tops get like guilt afterwards, especially like sadists. I've seen a lot of sadists who I've are like wondered about. That. I feel a lot of guilt afterwards. I don't. I don't get that. <laughs> I do feel. I feel more. I think that used to bother me, and I think. I've I get, come to terms with that in a different way. But anyway, go ahead. I get, honestly, I get more, like, anxious beforehand. Like, before I say something, I'm like, should I say this oh, or not? Um, as interesting. opposed to afterwards, I'm just horny. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't actually, feel bad. I feel like that's, like, almost like stage fright versus, like, Maybe. other people where they, like. Well, it's also, like, you have to deal ju- with it afterwards. You have to judge, like, what's going to be okay. And I mean, like, with you and I, there's, like, almost no things that are I not really okay don't think there is anything that's there not okay. i'm i'm i know what so you're thinking, sure there are things that i could say like, that are not okay there's like part of me that questions you 
not necessarily on the podcast. <laughs> I know what you're. I know you what you're saying. Try it out. Like, I know what you're what saying. What could possibly go wrong? I know. So to speak. I definitely know what you're saying, but I'm I'm saying there's there's lines that can be crossed. There's in every situation. Like oh sure. But I think I think you are. Correct. But in terms of like, and it's it's also a matter of like what what would I enjoy? Like what would I do? Because like well this is. This is entirely, like, okay. Yeah. So is it big? Like, okay. So it is huge. <laughs> I almost just asked Sleeping Girl a rhetorical question. But let me be clear. It is huge to me that the sadist slash top slash whatever gets something out right. of it. That right. is so important with how right. I will get my enjoyment out of it. Like, that's just real for me yeah so and that's known in our relationship so if you're ever doing something just to please me and i get wind of it or an inkling or whatever Mm -hmm. it doesn't go well Mm -hmm. it just doesn't go well because i end up not enjoying myself me too me too exactly this is one of the reasons that we are together quite frankly (laughs) is because i saw that in you very early on and it was like ooh, oh you were you have a dominant type personality that absolutely is more of the like this pleases me that's why i'm doing it period yeah and sadist i'm selfish but (laughs) (laughs) okay so i hear what you're saying and i can understand how anybody would just heard what i said would translate that that is the case that you're selfish no but what i heard was that your selfishness brings me pleasure. So how is that selfish? Listen selfish. how well-adjusted she is. That's, That's just, so nice. If anything, I'm being selfish. <laughs> You're being selfless. It's all in the perspective. That's what it's always about. Mm. Right? No, I hear you. So No, I get that too. And two I, sides of a coin. Yeah. Like, you can't... You can't, like, blame one person and, like, I don't know, just whatever. It's, if it's hot for you, it's hot for me. If it's, that's it. That was actually it. And I almost did it the other way around. That's not necessarily the case. Right. All right. So I think we are (laughs) going to move on, take a quick break, and then do some trance stuff. Oh, my God. You said breaky break on the podcast, and I didn't have an emotional meltdown about it. Oh, we might have done that last time, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. BRB. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to do trance. I I always say I don't know what we're going to do, but I really don't know what we're going to do. You never do. We were just just talking in the break about, like, how... uh, So I was like, oh, you know, I think this is going well so far, but it doesn't feel like cohesive and i was like oh this is not a class it's a podcast like where we're drunk (laughs) you know and 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 i was talking about how like for me like it's not a bad thing that i do things in a very opportunistic way but it doesn't lend itself well to like prepared demonstrations you know Mm -hmm. like so i was Mm -hmm. like okay if i was going to teach this how would i talk about it because i think there is a way to break it down into like how how could I give a structure of how to emotionally be sadistic with someone based on 
like some of the examples that we did in this podcast, you know, about removing yeah. someone's choices or avenues about something. Um, but that being said, like, it's difficult for me to like, just do it on command without any kind of um, like conversation or not not conversation, but like information or like whatever. Mm. But anyways, that's what we're going to do right now. <laughs> so we're just going to do some transit. We're going to see where it goes. The end. Okay. Well, hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, we are doing a class. We're doing, yeah. <laughs> we just negotiated. How did that become a thing? I don't know. so funny. I did it as a comfort thing. We originally. have a class to teach. Oh, um, we, <laughs> by the way, we're teaching a class. If you're listening to this podcast on the week of like April 16th or so, it's coming out on April 16th. Um, April 24th, I think, we're teaching a class on uh, Saturday, April 24th, 2021, um, <laughs> about pacing, leaning, and ambiguity. So check that out. It'll be fun. I'll put a link to it yep. on Twitter and maybe in the podcast description. Who knows? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <sighs> I have to remember to talk as opposed to just touching. <laughs> but that's so interesting. Like we've been doing so much, like most of the stuff that we've been doing has been very touch oriented and like all of the things that I've been thinking about have been about touch in terms of like communication and hypnosis and even like magic to some degree. So that's sort of naturally where my mind is going in terms of like hypnosis and doing the thing. I've also been thinking about rhythm and stuff too. A lot of stuff. But you're already in trance, so. I guess that means I don't necessarily have to work very hard in terms of getting you into the right space. I feel like that's kind of a sadistic thing. Because we didn't even really talk about the ideas of, like, edging or withholding, which are both concepts that I think fit well into sadism and we talk about them generally as being kind of like physically sadistic like if you're physically etching someone that's clearly a physically sadistic act but I think that has a lot of ties into emotional sadism as well like as opposed to threatening someone with something that they don't want you could dangle something out of someone's reach that they really do want. So for example, right now, I sort of set up this idea that you are in trance enough, but you probably don't feel like you're in trance enough, right? You want to go deeper into trance. But now at this point, I've set up this idea that you have to wait at a certain mm -hmm. point and you're even sort of like pulling yourself out of trance and being like, oh no, mm -hmm. did I go too far? And then you feel uncomfortable about that. And then there's the question of like, well, are you going to even recognize the signal when you 
you know, if I give you the right signal to go into trance. And then there, that's like a really dangerous thing because there's confusion about like, oh, but I always understand your signals, but I always know mm. your things. I always know when I'm supposed to go into trance. Maybe you will. I mean, maybe that's something that will be so intuitive for you that, you know, it doesn't take any kind of like conscious processing for you to be able to understand like oh I'm supposed to go into trance now or I'm supposed to go deeper into trance or whatever but then there's this like hyper analysis on my words and looking for the right <laughs> moment and stuff and so I think that's very like emotionally kind of a difficult thing to do with somebody where they're like becoming less sure of their own um understanding like even to some degree becoming less sure of like parts of the relationship right like that's a really deeply ingrained part of our relationship where you're you know you feel like one of the things that we've worked so hard on is um you feeling confident that you know when you go into trance it's the right time um but casting doubt on that kind of aspect of you know am I supposed to go into trance or not or when am I going to recognize the moment where I'm supposed to go into trance or do I have to like work harder to uh, feel like it's the right time or, or, or feel like work harder to notice when the moment is. And so like all of these different things where it's like, you know, just watching and watching and watching and, and causing you to sort of like work harder about it when at the same time, you are in trance. And there's not much that you can really do about that because I've been talking to you in a trancy voice, but your your body and your like your your face and everything is working so hard to tell me that you're not in trance because you didn't go into trance, because you didn't know you're you know, you you weren't confident about the time, so you're being a very good girl and you're not going to trance yet, right? But you are in trance, so there's not much that you can really do about that. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? So that's the question, right? Like, did you do something right? Because you were, you know, you were unconsciously doing exactly what you were supposed to do? Or did you do something wrong because you went to trance before you were supposed to go into trance? So, I don't know. I mean, I, I know the answer. <laughs> but you don't know the answer. Mm. And you still feel like personally for you, you're not quite in the right level of trance yet, even though I already kind of established that you are in trance. So you know that there's some level that you are in trance and you're allowed to be in this level of trance. And that's permissive, like that's permissible for you, right? So what would be really sadistic, <laughs> I wish there was video, would be really sadistic <laughs> is if I just never give the signal because you've been waiting. Right. And you haven't just been waiting for the last 10 minutes. You've been waiting for a lot longer than that to go into trance. Mm -hmm. And to feel like you're supposed to. Because we know you go in and out of trance at different times and different days and in the shower and in bed and all these different times. But it's not the same. So it'll be really bad as if I never went through with it and I just woke you up and we started talking about it <laughs> and you can tell how turned on I am by that <laughs> so which is it going to be
And that's the kind of thing that really gets me off. So you've got the idea of a threat. You got the idea of a threat where you're bringing someone through a scenario where something is happening to them that they don't want. And then you've got the idea of whatever the opposite of a threat is, where you're putting something in front of them they really do want that they can't get. And part of the threat in that case becomes that they don't get the thing. So you're still bringing through them through a scenario where they don't get th- where they don't get something they do want. So it's hard for them. So I could just drag this out for a very <laughs> long time. And you're laughing and giggling, and you're, that means that you're really confident that I'm going to do it. No. <gasps> you're lying. Please. Tell me the truth. Do you think I'm going to do it? Tell me the truth. If you don't tell me the truth, I won't hypnotize you. <laughs> I'm, I really, I, I have the whole thing. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think I'm going to hypnotize you? <laughs> what if I'm really not sure? Really, really, you're not sure. I'm really, 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> I know how much you really like denial. Go deep, go deep, go deep, 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 deep. That's right. It's really, really good. Go deeper, 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 deeper. I don't care about being fancy. Just go deeper, go deeper. Let it go. Go much deeper. deeper much deeper three two one deeper three two one deeper that's right I come up <laughs> See, I didn't end up doing hypnosis either. I mean, I guess we did a withholding scene. That was cool. Denial, whatever. What do you mean you didn't do hypnosis? I mean, that was hypnosis, but I. It wasn't as much hypnosis as I was. I mean, it was whatever. I don't care. Who cares what hypnosis is? I don't give a shit. I mean,. I was in trance. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. I mean, some form of it. Yep. I mean, some trance is. What did I mean? Some form. My perspective on trance is that, like, you can't measure it, (laughs) like, meaningfully in a hypnotic interaction between, like, intimate partners. So, yeah. The things that matter about trance. Mm hmm in a kink relationship are how much each person notices 
Like, that's one level of it, mm-hmm. what the subject notices about their own internal interaction, I- internal responses, and what the hypnotist notices about their external responses versus all, all of that versus how much it is explicitly acknowledged. Mm. Because, like, mm. feelings of trance can happen spontaneously, but if they're not acknowledged, you lose out on, like it being a thing if you if you sure if you pretend it's not there it's like not really there yeah or if you don't like give it if you don't give it form like let's go with like some sort of bullshit magical answer if you don't like give it a name it doesn't exist sure you know um so like largely that's that's how i feel about hypnosis in general um i don't know where i was going with this but i mean that was a really important part of the scene that we just did which was, we both knew you were in trance, and I was being super wishy-washy about giving it a name. Right. I, I even told you at some point, like, you're in trance, but you're not in the right trance. Right. Like, you're not right. in the trance that you want. And I mean, that was more mind-reading than anything, but... Right. Also, I think mind-reading really helps with emotional sadism. Um, that makes sense. Because if you get it wrong, I'm not going to feel anything. Right. You have to know what's important to the person. Like, a lot of emotional sadism, I guess, to me, feels like... How do you how do you know what like what is important to somebody that you well, can even fuck like, with? Yeah, exactly. That you can fuck with, like mm-hmm. so, like a lot of aspects to that. Yeah, actually, you definitely need to know the person and what their mind is like. At least my brand of emotional sadism. I mean, oh, well, that's fair. This was not the podcast that I expected it to be, but it was. Wasn't the podcast I expected it to be either? It was a good podcast, I think. Because <laughs> this was more accurate to what I feel about emotional sadism than like what I feel that other people feel about emotional sadism. Not that I claim to know what other people feel about it, but right. like from the from the classes I've gone to or yeah, like yeah, the yeah. things I've read or whatever, I I this feels this feels much more like what I do than anything else. Super hot. Yeah. And I mean, denial, like I was even like in the sort of patter in the scene, like I was talking about, like people think of denial as a very physical, physically sadistic thing mm. oftentimes because it's tied to physical actions. But withholding things that someone wants is a big key part to um, emotional sadism for me. Yeah. Like um, it's a really powerful ingredient. So... Yeah. So, good, good, good shit. What are you one of my favorite, are you looking at me one like my that favorite part? damn <clears throat> topics ever. Anyways, um, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, I don't know. Check us out. Follow me on Twitter for crazy shenanigans, and um, check out our Patreon. Yep. Um, Discord, etc. All these links will be in the description. Yeah. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.